0: Yes, For this morning I'm going to try to not keep it very long This morning Since we have uh, communion And the Title of the sermon is Wash me thoroughly Wash me thoroughly And that's been channeling through my mind Been meditating on that And that's what's been driving me Throughout the morning Uh, And thorough Washing uh, After the passover when jesus began to wash his disciples feet and peter says wash me all over and he said he's that is wash need not wash but to wash his feet and so if we're clean by the word and that's what washes us and cleanses us in god's word and a lot of the preachers or priests throughout uh know about washing a complete washing a lot of times i take my shower on friday nights or sometime i do it on saturday mornings i guess this morning was the one i got behind last night so i had to take work my shower in this morning and that's why i do a lot of my meditating and so i've been running this morning a lady called me a and i said ma'am this is my church day and call me back monday uh it was about a matter, a billing matter, uh, but uh, it wasn't a delinquent. It was something else now. Anyhow, but uh, <clears throat> I said I, I don't have time to talk right now. The young man from down the street that helped me to do yard work, he's seen me, and he turned around because I, he know, you know, he's beginning to know that on Saturdays I normally don't do anything. That's my Sabbath day's rest. I, that was included in the teaching last week about the Sabbath and getting it established and how do you bring it about in your life that God slowly brings you to him. We are drawn to God. And that's what the washing and cleansing is. We're not clean all the way. We're justified. We puts us in a state of justification. He justifies us, and that puts us in a state as though we never have sinned. In other words, it puts us in a right standing before God. But that's where Jesus steps in through faith, and he says, if you're my disciples, that you would continue in his word. Yes. Inclusive in this, as we see the De- psalmist David He wrote, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin because he had committed a sin and for a whole year it kind of rode on him, stuck with him or whatever. We studied this week the mystery of iniquity, talking about iniquity. Iniquity had been here ever since in the garden, but we see that it was here right at the creation. Because it was in Lucifer, yes. and Satan was in the Garden of Eden when God created that uh, garden and did all that we see. We don't see where Lucifer there. We we can hear about him in the Book of Ezekiel, but that's a spirit, that mystery of iniquity, in, and I, and I'm not going to cover it thoroughly right now. We can go back to some of the teachings, but. When they ate of that tree, when God had told them not to eat of that tree, they ate of it. It contaminated them. A virus entered into them. Whether it's completely spiritual or physical, I I think it's both. It's some of both. We see that they didn't die physically that day, but they did die spiritually. And there was another spirit began to work in man. That's why he thought him out of the garden. He said, "Look, let's put man out of the garden, lest he live forever in this state. In other words, a state of contamination. He had been infected with similar, like if you get infected with COVID, you're surely gonna die. You know. And that was a. I think it was a. We should look at that and use that sometime for analogy that was a wonder they come up with that drug god allowed them to come up with that drug within that year's time i have never seen anything like that and we see in history where we could have been completely wiped off and you know that's one thing about iniquity you can't see it you can't understand that's why it says the mystery of iniquity there's two mysteries there's a mystery of iniquity and a mystery of godliness And both of them have to be revealed to you by God. And we have a lot of Christians that got tied up in this COVID deal or this pandemic. Not realizing my first point there. Contamination. Contamination. We were all contaminated from the beginning. When we got contaminated, God came in and promised a woman a redeemer. Someone that would come along. It would be the seed of the woman, so it had to come through man. Someone that was not contaminated, which was his son. We, we will see that, that Jesus Christ came with the, you want to call it a vaccine? He came with that blood. With that blood, we get that transfusion and that blood running into us. We're covered by his blood. Anybody that had contracted COVID and that overcame COVID or whatever, they said that they their bodies had the antibodies to immunity to overcome COVID, you know, to help them, you know, fight off COVID because that's how your body works. Your body is mysteriously made by God. And if we would look at that analogy of the body in some things about the Bible We get understanding from that. We start getting understanding from everything in the world. There are several scriptures and things that pop through my mind this morning while meditating on what to come in and say. Thinking because the spirit bring it back all things. It guides you and leads you in all truth. You start remembering what the older people or what old things say as you start getting back to that that old pathway to the things that God wants you to know, that spirit that he implants in man. Now, so far as that blood that Jesus Christ shed for us on Calvary, and that blood, once God looks at that blood, we've been covered from this contamination of death. Even though we may see physical death in this life, we spiritually live on. We have eternal life. And some of us may not even see spiritual death. But Adam and Eve died at that time physically, but later on they died spiritually. But Christ came, and he changed the landscape through faith. By grace, through faith, he changed the landscape. So under that contaminated, and I said all men are contaminated. Carry around that virus, and that virus is brought, born about by the God of this world. That is Satan, Satan, the God of this world. We know that, don't oh, yeah. we? Fight against the spirit and of the darkness of this air, of uh, the spirit and principalities and darkness and wickedness in high places. It's not flesh and blood that we're fighting against. You know, it may possess flesh and blood. A lot of people may be possessed allow the devil to work through them. But once man was sentenced to death, he became uh, a carrier. Let me say that. A carrier of the virus. That's why when we get inoculated or whatever, we get inoculated with the vaccine so we won't contaminate anyone else. That we would have something to help cure them. I will blood make and help cheer them just like when we receive of Christ's blood, when we receive faith, when we receive great faith by I mean, hold on, when we receive God's grace through faith, we able to help someone else by shining that light, the gospel, the word of God onto someone else, something that's able to help them. But there is a procedure you have to go through. That's why I say salvation is a procedure. So, with that introduction, I read my first that first verse, it says, "Thus saith the Lord, where is the bill of your mother's divorcement? whom have I whom I have put away, or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? Behold, for your iniquities have you sold yourselves, and for your transgression, your mother is put away. Yes. we' talking about creditors and bill collectors a while ago, but Once we, through faith, realize that we've been redeemed, we no longer owe anyone. That all our sins have been wiped away, that there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. We walk a different walk. It's a walk of faith, knowing that we have life in Christ Jesus, and we don't start opening up other debt. In other words, the Bible says, owe no man anything. So we don't, start, we don't allow the things of this world to bring us in bondage. Peter says it's awfully bad for those of us who have escaped the corruption of this world if we get entangled back in bondage again. You can get back entangled in the things of the world. A lot of people uh, lose their wife through death or either get divorced or whatever. Why would you go back... And marriage was that difficult for you why in the world would you get married a second or third time and God here talks about divorce and uh, that's a whole preaching within itself and I'll come back and preach on that maybe in the next 40 years or so hopefully we get back around to that but that was standards for the divorce he had divorced Israel so Isaiah is talking to Judah here he had divorced Israel. Israel had gone away in captivity. And that's what he's saying. You you'll be sold for your sin. If there's a bill of divorcement, you like I say, it's a procedure to go through divorce and you just don't get divorced for any reason without a cause. That's why God said before go look up the bill of divorcement. Is there a bill of divorcement anywhere? See now they lost their king later on. God never did divorce judah what happened they chose caesar as their king you remember and that's when christ died on the cross that's when christ died on the cross and when he died on the cross that freed him to marry someone else if he hadn't died people say why he died on the cross he died for us gentiles because if he hadn't died He'd have been a bigamist because he couldn't go marry the Gentiles if he was married to Israel. He was married to Judah. So when he died, that left a new covenant that he could make. And he made that covenant through faith. Now that here comes the spiritual man. Physically, Israel, complete all Israel is gone there. If they line up spiritually, they can be born again. That's where the door stays open to Judah. But when they he died upon the cross... That left him free to marry. He took a Gentile bride. That example was in Joseph married Aspenach, the priest of owns that Pharaoh gave him, her to marry. He was a type of Christ. He took a Gentile bride. Christ was able to marry. He's married to the church. We're married to Christ. That's why when you commit adultery and when you set up idols and things in the world, you become a fornicator, adulterous to God. Uh, he said that where was the bill of divorcement so they were able to come back to God because he hadn't divorced her if we would read the book of Hosea that was a perfect example of what's going on here you remember Hosea married Goldman she was a prostitute and she went back to her prostituting ways and that's what the church had done they have prostituted themselves all over the land There have been transgressions, and that's what separated them from God. Our iniquities separate us from God. He said, because of your transgressions, because of your iniquities, you sold yourself. I didn't sell you. Where's the bill of divorcement? You show me why I had to ransom you away. You did this to yourself. And that's what's happening today spiritually. That's, That's under this new and better covenant. The devil can't take nobody out. He can't come steal nobody out of here in a sack or anything. You have to follow him. He who will let, will let. If you let the devil work in you, if you allow even his vindictiveness, hatred, bitterness, and all of those things to reside in you, you allowing that Christ have died to cleanse you from all that. Amen. Yes. Amen. So like I said, you will have problems in the world. Just because you're in church don't mean you won't have problems. And fiery trials will try all of us, and that's why we dependent on God. We need God. Yes. We have to see ourselves as, un, as unworthy. Job said, Man that is born of a woman is but a few days, but full of trouble. Oh. You full of trouble, you born of a woman. Jesus was the only one, was the only begotten son of the son of God. And he was given unto us. He was given. The son was given. In other words, he was of the Holy Spirit. He didn't have Joseph's blood in him, that the contaminating blood. That's the infusion we need, that mind. See, that's why I say I think it's not just physical because he came as a man. He was born of a woman and he had a lot of troubles. He was a man acquainted with grief and sorrows. And he saw all this thing. He seen his brother's hatred of him. His brothers hated him just like Joseph's brothers hated him. Until they saw the light. But it was a lot of trouble and things. See, because we overcome. Don't let people... Put that on your shoulders. You have a lot to overcome. And they think just because you walk in a Christian and and hear these false doctrines preached and taught that they can just do anything and live any kind of way. And it's so easy being a Christian. When Christ say my burden is light. But you're not letting him shoulder the load, the reason, because you will have persecutions in this world. You will walk as he walked. With many a sorrow and grief. Listen at what Psalmist David said in that same thing where we get our second verse from about being washed. He said, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make known to me, make me to know wisdom. See, that's the problem there. That man that Paul looked at in the seventh chapter. That's why I told you, I, I heard Jimmy Swigert preaching on this. And that's why you know, I said, well, it's time to go another way, not listen at him anymore. That was way after he fell. I still was listening to different things. But then when he got stuck on the cross and didn't realize that Paul was seeing this thing in his members. This thing was in him. He says, I see another law. Within my members trying to bring me into the captivity of my mind. That thing was within him. Sin is within us. That iniquity is within man. That's the thing that's in your blood. You contaminate it. You must be born again. If you don't get this transfusion, if you're not born again, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Because the carnal man is enmity with God. So you can't love the world, nor the things of the world. you an enemy to God. This thing is within you. You have to have a transformation of the mind. People talk about a good heart. I got relatives and friends and people with good hearts. I try to stay way back from them. Because you develop a a familiar spirit or whatever. And when you carnal and have familiar spirits around, that operates through pity and not mercy. There's a difference between pity and mercy. God had mercy upon us, but he won't pity us. Yes. A lot of people won't pity. And that's what they talk and I can plead for is pity. So, like I said, we have someone that has the virus here. And he's been he makes us immune from this virus of sin. It says Isaiah fifty third chapter says, "Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him." And with his stripes we were healed.
1: Now we got to examine
0: God's word there. Now if God did that to Jesus, if you did this to your son, you, you, you can't you you couldn't do this to me now. You you is in double jeopardy here. There's another payment here. If he paid the price, and by his stripes was I healed. When I have faith and start believing in this, and you have to. Through that word, you'll have that increase in faith. You'll start overcoming sickness and weaknesses because I was healed by his stripes. Yes. You remember Paul said, and Peter seen the man with faith to be healed. Yes. You know, a lot of people don't have the faith to rise up and walk, but it's a lot of people that have that faith that begin to walk again. See, God could make you walk again. God could heal you. He can restore your sight. God could do anything. He's not limited physically by us. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. See, now, but if iniquity, if sin is in your life, and that constitutes disobedience, you know, so you can't just buffet your body and go through things physically because food and drink and none of this commend us to God. But it's the motivation, it's the faith that we have in the processes in the word of God. Because the word, has power of life in the word. Yes. Yes. But the spirit giveth life, so we must be born again. We must have that spirit because there are a lot of them in the churches. There are a lot of them know what the word says and doing many works, but that's not going to save them. Amen. So if Christ bore this. See, he was a sinless man. He was able to bear our griefs. And he was able to take our iniquities because he didn't have his own to bear. So if anything happening with us, if we're wounded, if things are going up, that's because we're walking in something from our brothers or whatever. Peter says, "Blessed are you when this happened to you. When you in the right, but if something happened to you and you in the wrong, if you didn't popped off at somebody and said the wrong thing or confusion and thing come in your life, it's because you're not lined up with God's word. But blessed are you when people say all oh, manner of evil and speak against you. You're trying to do good and people reward you with evil for doing good. That's that's against God's law. Balaam tried that. People tried that. You don't grow weary of well-doing. You don't fight fire with fire now. You fight it with the word of God. (laughs) You know, that that caustic effect part, that's the second point, a caustic effect. Something that's caustic. A lot of people trying to get money from this train derailment in Ohio. But the scientists and people went in there, and you have to fight this in a court of law. Because they said, ain't nothing in this spiel that was, would have caused any of the symptoms that they're saying they have. That yeah. this wasn't going to present. See, and that's one thing about law. It's just like one thing about the Word of God. We could commit sins and do different things. And there are different consequences to the sins of the things we do. And if we're deluded or fooled by something in the world, it's because God had chose that delusion either to bring you out or to condemn you. See, because if you hadn't received the love of the truth and you in the word of God, you in the church and you doing things, that's because you believing a lie. And God sent a strong delusion to, that it would have you believing a lie. There's a lot of people sitting up in false religion here and false doctrine and uh, partaking of the living of the Pharisees. They're like Laodiceans in the New Testament age that they're rich and think they have need of nothing, but they're poor, wretched, and naked because they can't hear and they can't see because, as he told Isaiah, he said, seal it up so they won't see and they won't hear. Unless God open up and give you spiritual ears to hear and spiritual eyes to see, you will remain in your sin and you won't be converted. This caustic effect. I said there are those that will confess something that they don't have. There's a lot of professions and confessions, people come up in the church and profess Christ and confess that they have the Spirit of God. But what does Jesus say? It says in Matthew, the seventh chapter, the twenty first verse Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. See, because the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is around us, it's in the midst of us, it's, it's spiritual. Yes, Lord. It's not a geographical something, it's spiritual. That's how you get into the church. The Spirit bursts you into the church. Just coming up and shaking the preacher's hand or joining the church, that doesn't put you in God's church. Nope. The Spirit saves such as shall be saved. Oh, yes. He says, but he that doeth the will of my Father that's in heaven. What is that? You have to do the will of God. That's, it's link to God's will in God's word. You're born again, not by the will of man, not by the will of the flesh, but by the will of God. His will will be done, and we have to walk in God's word. Jesus says, if you continue in my word, you can't do this your way. You have to be a member of the church. That's the only body that's legal up on the earth. Anything else is not legal up on the earth. So those do-gooders and everything that don't belong to a church you still fall in this category, Lord, Lord, didn't we feed the needy? It says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, haven't we prophesied it in your name? In other words, hadn't we repeated the word of God? Hadn't we told everybody that we believe in Jesus Christ? We believe in these days, and we believe in this, and we believe in honor and our parents. we believe in all this. Yeah, 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 fine with that. He's not denying you did that. He's not denying he says, and cast out devils in your name. And in thy name done many wonderful works. Yeah, yeah, you helped this old lady cross the street. And you fed and the needy, and you gave out clothes. And you did all these things. It ain't denying the facts. He said, but, and then I was saying to them, I never knew you depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Yes. That's the many. That's probably the ones that's going down the Broadway. It says many enter th- therein. That Broadway, you could be in the church and walk straight to hell now. Oh, yeah. See, the church has apostatized. They didn't left the right standing, the upstanding of God. They're not looking for the old pathways. They're not hearing the word. That word doesn't convict. That word has homosexuals That word has same-sex marriage. That word has fornicators, liars, adulterers, those that hate one another, those that are doing the works of the flesh. He said, Paul said, I have told you once and I have told you again, they shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. They shall not inherit. So you can fool me, but you can't fool God. As I told you the other day, when it says God is not mocked, that doesn't mean God made fun of or whatever I, you remember I tell you I've been listening to other preachers and everything throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Alistair Begg says one time, that, does, that means that God is not outfoxed. Mm-hmm. You think you could outfox God. You can preach that doctrine, give to get, that prosperity doctrine. Yes. You can tithe, you can pay all these things, but God may not bless you that way. You can't guarantee nobody just because they're tired, they'll get money back in 90 days. That, that ain't the way God works. You can't come in the church and do all these things and you, you're not, you cannot fox God. That's why Peter told Simon, that's where the word Simon he comes from. He wanted to buy the Spirit. He said, you and your money perish. Something's wrong with your heart. So you have to have a heart transplant. You have to be... Converted, in other words, that circumcision, he gives you a new heart. That old heart is desperately wicked. But people patting you on your head and on your back, so oh, you got a good heart, son. That good heart you said is the, the highway to hell is paved with good intentions. Oh, yes. It's not your way, it's God's way. We have to go his way. He said he's the way, he's the truth and the life. Yes. Matthew ninth chapter in the fourteenth verse. So we saved then, huh? We we don't realize listen to what he says at Matthew because he had already told him about your enemies being those of your own household. It says Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. You shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then many shall be offended and shall what? Betray one another. They shall betray one another. You're the mama turning on the daughter. A father turning on the son. Brothers on sisters and everything. He says your enemy will be those of your own household. <clears throat> it's going to come that time. It says and shall hate one another. And you remember that's one of those little things that I told you. That people have a hateful spirit. They're just full of hate. See That's iniquity. Being full of those things. Those are a part of the spirit of the world. The spirit of the age. It says they shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive the many. What's gonna happen? Satan's angels gonna be transformed into ministers of light. There's gonna be many preaching and teaching just like it was in the days of Noah. That's just like it was in the days of Christ. This spirit has been here. It's always been a counterfeiter out there. It's always been a counterfeiter out there. But you have to be washed in the blood. See. It was In the Old Testament, we were just looking back. That was the example of admonition to us. But now that blood that flowed from Emmanuel, that blood of Jesus Christ is what washes us. That's what we're going to partake of. That's a memorial here, that table right there. But you know, if you're in the church and if you partake partaking of that table and hadn't examined yourself and saw that you wasn't worthy and that he's worthy, you can take of that table and be sick. Paul said, is that not what Paul said in Corinthians? That's the reason many are sick and many are dying. Because if you eat a drink of that, knowing you ain't right, knowing that you got wickedness and evil in your heart, your sickness is going to get worse. You're going to get worse. You're wondering why your health failing you. You're wondering what didn't happen. You ain't got turned over to a reprobate mind. It, that thing gets begin fixed and fitted in. You have to make a sacrifice. That's why it says, examine yourself. It says, and because of iniquity, what? Because of iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. That television gets the majority of them, the internet and these other social media things. But that's why it says the love of many shall wax cold. They go down the wrong trail. That deception enters in in making them think one way. That's the spirit of the world. That's the spirit of the age. That's the way they see Christianity. That's a new age of belief. They've been tossed out that narrow way. They're not entering in at the straight gate that gate is narrow where you have to, in the end, you have to pull a whole lot of things off. You can't drag the world in there with you. You can't drag your family in there with you. It says, work out your own salvation. You have to prod this thing. It says, and the love of the many shall wax cold. And that's what we've seen during the last political cycle or whatever. People that were saying that they were church people or whatever, they have caused the name of Christ to be blasphemous. So you can tell his disciples by their love for one another. They're not conforming to his image, his likeness. They're not being washed or sanctified by the word. It says, but he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Now be watch, watchful of this gospel now. Right? right? Because did that apostle Paul come along and says, Now there's another gospel. Yeah. He told the church of Galatians. He called them. He said, Oh, ye foolish Galatians. Who had bewitched you to where you believe another gospel. Will you believe what some other preacher. What, you go listen to him. God tells Uh. Ephraim, he says, Ephraim is joined to his idols, let him alone. You didn't give all that false prophets your money or whatever, and God's preachers and things had to eat beans, and two or three of the members had to pay the tithes and offers to keep the church going, and we had to scuffle and everything else while you would with, with money coming and go. You tell that preacher, you go go to them that buy and sell, you go back to them to be saved. There's another gospel out there. He says, let him be accursed, the bewitched. See, that's the Antichrist in place of Christ. That's, that's not one that's outside. The, the false religion is what the apostasy leads to, uh, falling away from the truth. In other words, that's the bigger bonds they're burning, b- building. That's the mega churches. I'm not saying every large church, but what I'm saying, they're throwing the holiness, the pursuit of holiness to the side. They're throwing that aside. That's iniquity. Beware the the doctrine of the Pharisees for it contains leaven. So we see iniquity lines up with the word leaven, a doctrine, an instruction. Go back and listen at what we talked about this week. The book of Titus talks about sound doctrine in the teachings. That's where instructions, you're not listening at what's being said. You see, some people hate instructions. That's the antinomians that says the, the law was done away with. Oh. See, but through faith we have established the laws. Oh. Yes. Through faith we have established the laws of God. We keep his commandments but it's by grace through faith. Amen. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's continue on here in the fifth chapter of Psalm. It says, For thou art not a God that had pleasure in wickedness, Neither shall evil dwell in thee or with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thine sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing, or the Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. What? You mean to tell me that you think you can do evil and goods will come of it? You're like Joseph's brothers. They wanted to take credit for selling him in into the slavery into, into Egypt and for him being on the throne. But Joseph says, you meant it for evil. God turned it to good. As they throw sticks and stones at you, you shake the dirt and stuff off your back like the old goat and pack it underfoot. You will rise up higher and higher. When your enemies speak bad about you, you pray for them. Yes. Your enemies hungry, you feed him. God's going to take care of them. Fret not thyself because of evil doers. Don't stoop to his tactics now. Mm-hmm. Nope. See, because a lot of us like Satan. You remember I told you Satan was in the garden. His name was Lucifer. That word Lucifer means light bringer. Yes. He was to bring light. That's why it was darkness upon the face of the earth. God didn't create it that way. Satan brought that. Yes. That's why it says the earth was without form and in darkness. That was brought about by Satan, Lucifer, the fallen one. See, he didn't obey God. Listen to listen what it says here in Ezekiel, the 14th chapter. Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be in cry of them at all? Therefore speak unto them and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, every man of the house of Israel that set up his idols in his heart and put in the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and come to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols, that I may take the house of Israel in their own heart because they are estranged from me through their idols. You have gotten pulled away from me because of money, because of material things because of mamma, because you love the things of this world. Yes. You set that up in your heart. You don't have a new heart. That heart should be identical to mine. That's what brings forth unity. That's iniquity that's in you. I still hadn't hit what I was looking for there. I come back to it. I hate to get away from my notes, but we're just like Satan. Because... Until God births us and ransoms us away, we have that iniquitous blood in us, as he told the his people in the book of Matthew, you are of your father the devil. Unless he buy us back, unless he redeem us by the blood of the lamb, unless we are washed, we're still of our father the devil. Only can we pray the prayer, our father is when he adopts us in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. we carry around with us a tool that will light disastrous fire. What's that tool that go around setting fire? You arsonist. Yep. What is that tool? The tongue. The tongue. The tongue. Yeah. No, I don't. And she hadn't read my notes. Now, no, she didn't read that far. But you got that, don't you, Deacon? Yes. Anybody in here don't have that? That you've been known that that tongue? Oh, yeah. James says, my brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, what? In word. Watch that tongue. Watch what you're saying. The same as a perfect man, and able to broaden the whole body. Behold, we put bits in a horse's mouth, that they may obey us. And we turn about... Their whole body. Behold also the ships which though they be great so great and are driven of fierce winds. Yet are they turned about with a very small helm, Whichsoever the governor listed. Even so the tongue is a little member and it boasted great things. Mm-hmm. Behold how great a mantle of fire it kindled. And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defiled the whole body and set it on fire, the course of nature. Mm-hmm. Something you said. People hate your guts, but something you said or somebody told them, tail biting and gossiping. That tongue, oh. you it's hard to bridle that tongue. Without the Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, you can't do it. It says, for... Every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and had been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame, it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Ooh. See, that was Peter's problem. Yes. Peter would go around popping off. It ain't good to pop off and say the first thing come in your mind. Well, I was just telling you the truth that thing Peter learned. That when reviled, he reviled not again. See, sometimes you have to learn to keep your peace. You learn, you have to learn to hold your peace. You have to learn not to. Yes, Jesus. And how how many of us are still doing? Well, I just had to give him a piece of my mind. That piece of your mind gonna cost you now. <laughs> That peace of mind is very expensive. Oh, yeah. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith we curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessings and cursings. My brother, these things ought not be so. Do it a fountain, send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter can the fig tree, my brother and bear olive tree, olive berries, so you can't so can no fountain yield both salt water and fresh? We have to watch all foolish talking, we have to watch all rashness because, as I said, Paul realized in the seventh chapter of Romans that this thing was in him, this iniquity. You have to die daily. You have to buffet your body. You have to fight because when you tempt to do good, evil is right there. Yes. You can be doing something for the right reason, but pride makes you say something. A proud mind, a proud heart, an uplifted heart. All of these things are with us. That's why we have to bring every thought into the captivity and obedience of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Daydreaming, imagination, and all these things are evil and it's wicked. That's why he says don't defile yourself. Why did he destroy the first world? He says the thoughts of man was evil continually. We lay on our bed thinking how we going to get back at somebody that said something to us. Somebody offended us. We love to see things happen to other people. All of that's iniquity. All of that has to be cleansed. And that's why if we take in the word of God and have that in us, the word convicts us and convinces us of of sin. And if we line ourselves up with it, then what the word does, it washes that out of us because if it's in the blood, Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, the 15th verse says, Thou was perfect in thine ways from the day that thou was created until iniquity was found in you. That's Satan he's talking about. Satan had always been here. He had created him as light bringer. But when Satan found out that the angels was going to be subjected to man, it's like what happened with the woman when she partake of the forbidden fruit. Yes, jealousy and envy set in there. Because what happened, you remember God told her "Thy desire shall be unto your husband and he shall bear rule over you. So it's always instead of being a companion or a helper or help since that time, it's in her nature to control a husband or in competition with the husband. And it should be in unity with one another. That's why there's no command for the wife to. To love the husband, but that's one thing that she has to do. She has to do that. That's one of the things of iniquity that's set up. That but the man is command commanding, husbands, love your wives. Yes. That's a commandment of God. Yeah. See, it's part of this physical spiritual structure that only God can reveal. This is a mystery. You can't figure this out. I, we watched Midsummer Murders. Remember, my wife watched that Midsummer Murders. And I had been watching it episode after episode. But finally, one time, after about the 22nd episode or so, I was able to find out who done it. You know, that's why you watch mystery television because you want to figure this thing out yes. before they show you. Well, that's one thing about it. We can't know anything in the world. We get knowledge and understanding and wisdom from God. And at the revelation of Jesus Christ, God has to show us these things. He has to reveal all of these things to us. And that's why I say you have to get into a personal relationship that he's leading and guiding you through the day. That he's leading and guiding you everywhere you go. That your mind and your train of thought is consistently on him. Our reading scripture came from Psalms, the 51st chapter. It says, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Yes. You're cognizant that you were born and shaped in this way. You're asking God to wash you and cleanse you so you have to ever be obedient. And the punishment was so extreme that he gave David for doing this. He says, for doing this, David, I put away your sin, but I'm going to kill the baby. That's going to be the first. It was an abortion as such, but when the baby was born, the baby died to show that God killed the baby. I put away your sin, but because you've caused my name to be blaspheming, Remember I tell you the consequences of sin and things that happen? It says a sword to never leave your house, David. A sword to never leave your house. His children murdered one another. They did all of these things to each other. Because when we don't meditate on God's word and be strong enough of a good courage, See, Joshua should have took note of that, that he told him to meditate on my word day and night. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Turn not to the right or the left. Just as he was with Christ, he loves us with that same love. He loved Jesus Christ. So that's why Christ told us we can do greater things. But David knew what he was doing. David should have been off at war. But then he took one of his best men's wife and slept with her. And then he killed him after that. When we try to cover up our sin, I was transgressions. And you remember I was saying about talking and speaking, and be not many masters and many teachers, you have to watch what you're telling other people. You have to watch the church that the Bereans, they listened at Paul and studied what he was saying and went back and searched the scriptures to see scriptures to see was those things. So are we meditating on the word? Are we thinking of what's said? If we have members that sick and shut it, shut in or whatever and can't get the church, I would advise them. I'm asking them, are you listening to? At the sermons on sermon audio. are you listening at the preaching during the day? Because that's one of your jobs is to meditate on that word day and night. You should be praying. You should watch the words that come out of your mouth. You know, before I come to church, I heard, I don't know if anybody heard of John MacArthur here in Baton Rouge. That's his name. John Montgomery. John Montgomery. Not John MacArthur. I listened to John MacArthur. He's a national preacher at Grace to Life uh, out in California. He did a couple of things that I don't know how, but let's, that's not here for. But John Montgomery said one day that people sometimes be saying something to me. And he told his church, he says, Look, when I'm coming to church, uh, don't stop me and I don't want to get into conversations. How many times have I really talked with you or got with you on Saturday mornings, Deacon? Not many, have See, because I have to think about what I'm going to say to you. I have to think about what I'm going to tell you. That's why I tell you if I'm going to a class, anywhere I'm going, and they're going to ask me to pray or ask me to say something, you can't just get up and say anything that's on your mind. You have to watch the words that's coming out of your mind. So I'm meditating. I'm thinking of what I'm going to bring before the people. We have to think. It says be slow to speak, but quick to hear. So I'm trying to get my line of thinking together because that morning, nothing is, is important to me than this. Preachers that take this lightly and get up and tell people anything or just say what's coming on their mind, that's a problem. That's very valuable, his word, because that's the power of life and death lie in the word of God. That's what happened with Satan. He says, I thought I'll descend and I'll be as God. Eve, listened at the devil when they say, you'll be as God. This whole thing is about something somebody said. And it was about that he said that God doesn't mean what he saying. He said, you'll be like God. God's trying to hinder you. It's about something that was said. There's nothing more powerful than God's word until heaven, heaven and earth may pass away, but its words. If you can count on what a man say, a man's words, and we can count on God's word. But let me hurry to, so I can hurry up and close this thing. This is not the conclusion yet, but Ephesians 5 fifth chapter, and the 25th verse, as husband. Love your wife. You remember I said it's a command in there, but you never can find that in the Bible where he tells the wife to love the husband. Because without them loving their own husbands, without them living that way, their prayers won't be answered. And that's why he commands us to love our wives, because our prayers will be hindered if we're not in unison there. He says, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. How was he going to cleanse the church? By the washing of water by the word. We're cleansed by the word. Ezekiel talk about sprinkling clean water on us. But wash it by the, by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing that it should be holy and without blemish. So we have to not hold back the whole counsel, all of God's word. We have to eat the whole roll. We have to present the whole word of God as it is. The word is what cleanses you by taking heed unto his word. Hide his word in our hearts. I dwell more on that when we get in the 59th chapter. The Christian, the last point for us Christians, a true child of God continues in God's Word. He that coveteth sin shall not prosper, but who confesseth it and forsake it shall have mercy. God's to show mercy unto them, but you must confess your sin. And that's the problem some of us have, unconfessed sin in our lives, and we can't hide it in God's light. Is a lamp. It's going to search the inner man. You can't hide that. You can repress it and suppress it. But that's what he said. Those that hide the truth in unrighteousness. If we're righteous, we let God deal with our sin. If Judas was, would have told Jesus what was in his heart and what he was doing or whatever. Because he knew anyhow. He had chosen him. He was a devil. You remember I told you some are fixed and fitted in? If God doesn't open up and draw you you can't be drawn you won't be drawn and there are some that are children of the devil we take no joy when our brothers and sisters our enemies fall we shouldn't as Christians and that's what one of the reasons Edom or Esau was punished and lost their rights is because when Israel was falling into calamity They laughed at him and they were, you know, with that told you so attitude. Are you glad to see your brothers and sisters fall? Remember, I told you, Jesus' brother says, What if you so much want you go up to Jerusalem or whatever? You know, it should hurt you. Paul said he wished himself cursed away from Christ for his kindred's sakes. But see, that's the love only a Christian can have is that you so hurt for the condition that you see your relatives and people in. I guess that's why he told Abraham to get away from around his relatives because sometimes that's what keeps us down, our physical love for the ones that are close to us. See, that's what happened with Samuel. He didn't make his children obey him. David allowed Absalom to do some things, and see, if you love him, you'll beat him with a rod, the Bible says. In other words, you have to chasten him. And if he's not having the characteristics that they develop, they may not be yours. They're only physically linked to you and not spiritually linked to you. That's yes. why God gives you a new family. But if you have the love of God, so when people, or people tell me they love me, but you don't go to church and you don't know God, you're not walking in the way or whatever, I take that with a grain of salt because I can get on your nerves at any time and you can do something harmful to me because it's coming from an evil and sinful heart that don't obey God. So you can say, I love you, I love you. But do you go to church? Do you follow God? Well, them just vain words you're speaking because it's hard enough when a Christian say that. See, because this is what love is. First Corinthians says, love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful. Love is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked. In other words, it's not overly sensitive and easily angered. You know, sometimes I say you could say something to people and they get so short with you and get angry. They got a short fuse or whatever. They need to learn patience and temperance through the Lord. There's a there's a, a meaning in that, and we all have to work with that. But a lot of people think, well, I see him doing this, and well, look, you're not responsible for somebody else's flaws. You know, because I'm, I'm kind of short-tempered sometimes, and you say something to me, I might tell you something, but God. I'm praying to him and I'm asking him to help me. But if you're dealing with me according to how I'm dealing with you, what happens when God forgives me and allows me into his kingdom, but you were doing it because I had that flaw. You weren't doing it because you had that flaw. That's comparing yourself with others. That's what Paul said. Don't compare yourself with others. Don't do something because others do it. Paul did, I mean, David, you remember I said, committed adultery, and God for he him... Show me a moral sin, Saul did. Saul, Saul was a much more moral man than David. Saul didn't have those fallibilities. But Saul wouldn't follow instructions. Whereas David was a man after God's own heart. So it's a, a lot of people could die and go to hell because somebody else got flaws. That you're looking at it, somebody else's flaws and you walk your way straight in that broad road. Comparing yourself to others. I'm trying to work through my stuff. I know where I'm falling short. Do you know where you fall short? Or you working on your problem? You being the same as me ain't going to help you because, he says, Samuel. and says, your sons don't listen. See, following instructions, and he told Saul to obey is better than sacrifice. I want to say it's something in instructions. It's something about instructions. It says, love does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth. That is an iniquity. You know, and I pray, you know, just like right now, a lot of people be laughing and going on when something happens to Trump or this person or that person. You should be praying for Trump. Trump was your president. Trump is another individual just like you. You should pray for your governors. You should pray for your president, your councilman, all of these people. Someone got hurt in a police chase the other day and the, the guy got killed or whatever. And now some councilman with his, he talking about, well, we ought to just stop the police chase. You mean to tell me when somebody break the law, you would stop trying to catch him just because one person got a few people get killed behind police chases? No, because then they're going to pass around. Man, look, if the police get after you, you just hit it to the floor, and you just run as fast as you can. You speed through the lights and everything, and they ain't going to chase you. It's a dumb law. (laughs) Love bears all things, regardless of what comes. Believes all things. Looking for the best for each other. No matter how many times my children or whoever mess up, I'm always looking for the best. And that's why sometimes your people or your family can say things about you or to you that other people can't because you know they really love you. And they'll come back later on with well, mama or dad. I know you did this because you're loving me. I might have rejected it or didn't like it or whatever, but I know you was meaning good in it and your hearts with me. Love remains steadfast and hopes all things. It remains steadfast in difficult times. It endures all things without weakening. So, how can I close this thing? Second Timothy says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity that every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. There are a lot of people in here that are not going to make it. There are a lot of people in the church that won't make it. When I say in here, I mean in the church. When they ran out the house, Lot and his two daughters and his wife, his wife didn't make it. But Lot would have been a fool to turn around and try to grab her. He'd have been a pillar of salt too. The two daughters kept running. The two daughters kept running, but look what they did. Noah ended up sleep. I mean, Lot ended up sleeping with those two daughters who brought forth Ammon and Moab. But they were full of sin then, right? But see, God forgives iniquity in his children. In the book of Numbers, we see that with Balaam. He says, Behold, I have received commandment to bless and he had blessed; I cannot reverse it. He had not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither had he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord, his God, is good with him, and the shout of the king is among him. So, what happens is, if God be for us, He's looking us at us as a finished product. He had chosen us from the foundations of the world. Whom He blessed, He's blessed. Whom He's cursed, He's cursed. And he's not beholding our sin. He's not looking at our iniquity because if Christ washed that, what he looks at us, when he sees us, he sees his son. If you covered by the blood. That's why when they put the pores the blood on those pores, any house that wasn't under the blood. If you're not under the blood in your life, he could see your sin. He's going to see that iniquity. But if you under the blood, he sees his son. He sees that shed son that he had paid the cost. He had redeemed you. He had washed you. Because he's going to accomplish this. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's going to bring these things about in our life. Yes. Now you remember as I said about that mystery of iniquity. For it already working in only he who let it. So that you walk out of here. The devil's going to try to bring it to you this week. But you remember... You have victory over the devil. Christ has given you the victory. It's already accomplished. It's done. This is complete. By his stripes we were healed. Let's receive that healing. Let's receive that blessing. That's prosperity and eternal life in him. Who can walk up to the plate, grasp that, and claim that reward? Heavenly Fathers, we come before you this day, Lord God.